Hello and welcome to The Consternation. My name is Lisa and I'm here to discuss the trials and tribulations of parenting from the perspective of a newish mum. Today we're going to talk about how to make your child smarter and don't we all want that? But first, a quick review of last episode. Wow, talk about a learning curve. I definitely learned a lot while recording the first episode, particularly from a technical perspective, so hopefully the process will be smoother for me this time around. I've also been so thrilled that people have responded positively to episode one on mumsiety. My friend Casey said, thanks for talking about mumsiety. It's good to know I'm not the only one who imagines the horrific things that could happen to my kids. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, The amount of times that Beth has hit her head since recording that episode I swear I must be completely immune mumsiety wise to that. Um, her face is so bruised up. I'm so sad. But um, she is doing super well and uh, is definitely practicing all those skills that we want. Um, my friend Jess, who was featured in the podcast, said, Well done, Lisa. You need a sign off zinger. Stay tuned on that front. I'm going to give something a try this time. So stay tuned to find out what it is. So today, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite topics, as promised. Uh, In my pre-baby life, uh, I am a trained teacher. Um, I have taught all ages, from toddlers up until year 12. I am trained specifically as a secondary teacher specializing in English and Italian. Uh, However, I have taught a, a wide range of stuff across a wide range of ages. Uh, This makes today's topic particularly close to my heart. As I said from the top, I'm going to talk about how to make your child smarter. 75% of brain development occurs between birth and three years of age. 75%. So what can you do during this time to make your child smarter? Well, there's one thing that's free and easy to do that, if you do it regularly, can put your child one year ahead of their peers by the time they're four to five years old. So what is this? Sounds super simple, but it's reading. Yes, reading daily to your child can give them a one-year advantage over their peers. And it's incredible that something so simple can make such a distinct difference to them and their results before they're even entering primary school. So how does reading do this? Well, according to raisingchildren.net.au, Reading from an early age helps your child learn about sounds, words, and language, stimulates their imagination, and helps you bond and share time together. I know that reading is one of the most important things that I've done with Beth, um, particularly in helping you create that bond and showing them that quiet time, time with something as simple as a book, um, can really, really be so valuable to you both. Reading increases their vocabulary and helps them create links with the world around them. There are so many places that can help you learn about how to read to a child if you need some tips. The raisingchildren.net.au website has some great tips and I'll post the link along with this episode. You'll probably also find that your local library has some excellent resources. I live on the Gold Coast and they have an outstanding program called Baby Rhyme Time, which Beth and I have attended pretty religiously since she was about eight or ten weeks old. Uh, We sing, we do rhymes, and we also read books. And the ladies that run it model how to make books, in particular picture books and pop-up books, interesting for the little ones, how to make 
the topic, the, the, the text, jump off the page. Um, so it's not just about focusing on the words. It's about pointing things out to them and really modeling um, how to read a book. Of course, your local library is also where you can access an amazing range of fantastic books for free. Uh, Beth and I get out um, probably five or six books a week. Um, we also have our own you know, library at home here. So it helps break up our own books with those other books. I try and read twice a day to Beth if I can, once during the day and once before bedtime. So um, having that kind of variety of books uh, in that, you know, we're not just reading our same old books that we have on our shelf every week um, really makes a big difference to her. Uh, And we've certainly found some really wonderful books that I've then had to go and buy myself because we both love them so much. So having said all that, Let's talk about my favourite children's book. Well, books. Because I can't just cull it down to one. I tend to have one or two favourites per category, and I've started putting kids' books into three types of categories. First are books for routine. Books that feature in your daily or nightly routine. We often read the book Rudy Nudy by Emma Key just before bedtime. The book is about two little kids having a bath and getting ready for bed. It has a strong rhyme scheme, which means it can be quite relaxing, depending on how you read it, uh, and the art is in quite muted colours. All of these things make it perfect as a pre-bed book when you're trying to wind down. The second category for me are funny books. These, I find, are actually often written with adults in mind. Think Shrek or Toy Story, films with one level for kids and another for adults. Let's be honest here, a lot of parenting can be quite mundane. So having books that are really funny and enjoyable for both our little ones and us are definitely winners. One book we borrowed from the library that I ended up having to buy because we enjoyed it so much, or I enjoyed it so much, is called Old MacDonald Had a Fart by Olaf Falafel. As the name suggests, Old MacDonald is on a quest to figure out which animal on his farm is farting. And on each page, there are instructions for how to make the sounds that he writes in the speech bubbles. There's also a hilarious plot twist, which I won't give away. Another library book that we have out uh, at the moment, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to buy, is called Click Clack Moo, Cows That Type by Doreen Cronin. It has cows that learn to type on the old typewriter that's been left in the barn and they then send a letter to the farmer requesting electric blankets. Again, I won't give away the ending, but uh, other animals do get involved and hilarity ensues. Another great book, which is a new one uh, that we've bought ourselves, is called A First Time for Everything by husband and wife Ed Cavalli and Tiffany Hall. This one is about a new mum and dad learning how to parent from the perspective of the baby. And you will honestly both laugh and identify with every single page. It's really beautiful and really thoughtfully put together, uh, particularly for adults. The third category for me are educational or well-written books. These ones have great content or a really pertinent message. If you asked me to name just one kid's book as my favourite, I'd have to say The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle. From an educational perspective, it has numbers, colours, 
foods and an idea as complex as metamorphosis. So you can unpack this book at all different levels depending on the age of the kids. But certainly it's something that's really, really versatile and really beautiful in terms of its illustrations. One of the library books that we've loved is called All the Ways to Be Smart by Davina Bell and Alison Colpoise. As the name suggests, it goes through all the different ways you can be smart, from drawing and building things to showing empathy when a friend is upset. And as a teacher, I think this is just so important. It's not just about being book smart. And I'm so passionate about the idea that there is more to success than that. As the saying goes, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. So in this book, it really leans into that idea so beautifully. Lastly, one book that I've been raving about to everyone for a while now is by Aaron Blaby, the author of the Pig the Pug series. The one that I love, though, is called Thelma the Unicorn. The plot is essentially about a pony called Thelma who feels pretty plain and has an incident with a truck carrying pink glitter and glue and becomes the superstar unicorn Thelma. She soon realises that fame and adulation aren't all they're cracked up to be and yearns for her best friend Otis. I won't spoil the ending, but it's a beautifully written story with an excellent message about friendship and being true to yourself. So, those are my favourite books at the moment. I would love to hear what your favourite kids' books are and why. You can drop me a line and let me know via email, which is consternation.podcast at gmail.com or via Insta at consternation.podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to share it on your socials or tell a friend about it. So until next time, may you share a consternation.